You know, I'd just like to uh, share with y'all one thing that I'm so burnt. When I got, when I went down off the podium, I saw Jerry Romer. Jerry, will you sit up? Stand up. You know, Jerry and I, we started out in Oklahoma City when he came into the church life. Barbara and I moved there. That's one of the places we moved, Oklahoma City. And I joined Jerry there. And Jerry was just coming into the church life. You know, he was a big-time evangelist, or trying to be. <laughs> and he was a pretty good one. Anyhow, the Lord gained him. Anyhow, we, you know, we got to know one another. And finally, we ended up in Russia together. And we had to be creatures coordinating together all that time, and we got to Russia together. And then he and I coordinated on producing the recovery version in Russian. And our Russian was excellent. <laughs> you know, we were two old dogs that couldn't learn hardly any Russian. But we had a lot of English-speaking Russians. And anyhow, we worked with them on the producing of the recovery version. And Jerry and I coordinated with those Russian-speaking brothers. And Jerry did the most direct coordination. I was there, you know, in and out and around and in it a lot, but Jerry was the main one. But through that coordination, out of that fire came the Russian recovery version. Amen. And it took us, what, four and a half years, Jerry? Five years. Got the whole thing done. And praise the Lord. And all the saints gave so much money and we still were, distribute, we're still distributing the Bible. But it's what, one and a half million or something like that? Bibles. Praise the Lord. But through the coordination. You know, in the coordination you can do anything. Here was Jerry and I, you know, two old dogs working together and working with those Russian saints and uh, coordinating with the Russians. And something came out. And praise the Lord. And the brother that oversees this translation work said that was the best translation that he had, team, best translation team he had ever worked with, within the, uh, another language, in Russian, of course. You know, he didn't work with us in Russian, but he worked with the Russians in Russian. Anyhow, brothers, the coordination, the coordination of the living creatures. We can do anything. And may the Lord send us out with a great wheel beside us. Carry out God's divine economy. What a great thing we're in, brothers. So our general topic this weekend uh, is migration for God's move to carry out his economy. And the second uh, fellowship we'll have, uh, I'll just begin, actually, and uh, Brother Tim C. will share most of this outline, but I'm going to share the first Roman numeral. And this is a very crucial matter. This whole message is critical uh, to everything that Brother Benson shared and that Brother Benson and Dan will be sharing. Uh, and we feel that this is a, uh, a vital word that we have to pick up concerning the Lord's move. This great matter of migration. Uh, we're not interested in any kind of movement. We're not interested in winds from the south or the west or the east. But we're open to that north wind. Yeah. And 
And uh, we say, Lord, blow that north wind on us. Amen. Uh, but we close the door to every other kind of wind. But anyway, for this uh, move in the Lord's economy, uh, the matter of prayer is absolutely essential. So in this uh, outline, we'll cover that I'll begin and then Brother Tim will share mainly uh, is message number two, which is the prayer needed to be one with the Lord in his move to carry out his economy. This is a great, great matter. Uh, actually, not too many weeks ago, uh, the co-workers, uh, and I think this, many of us knew about this, met in California from uh, North America, and we set aside three days to pray. And I didn't know for sure what that exactly was going to mean, whether we'd pray a little bit and then talk, which is fine. But anyway, I just went, uh, open to the Lord, and I, brothers and sisters, I was so uh, encouraged and so inspired and so touched and so uh, burned and so exposed that in three days, meeting about... Uh, what, seven hours, how long? Seven, seven hours a day in sessions that uh, normally this is not a good thing to say, but we didn't have any fellowship. <laughs> Actually, we did have fellowship, but we had fellowship through prayer. This was, a, this was a time when three hours we prayed and then we broke and then came back, and two hours we prayed and then we broke and then came back, and two more hours we prayed. And actually, there was fellowship, but it was fellowship in the prayer. Amen. And it was dynamic fellowship. It was real fellowship. It was fellowship in prayer, but there was almost no other kind of fellowship. And I just praise the Lord for this kind of prayer. Amen. We need this prayer talking about the Lord's move. Uh, we're not for a movement on this earth. We are for the move of the triune God. Amen. And for this, we have the privilege to participate and we participate, of course, by going, but we participate also by praying. So, Roman number one, uh, concerning prayer needed to be one with the Lord in his move to carry out his economy, says this, the book of Acts shows us that the apostles never initiated any work without prayer. Whenever they wanted to do something, they stopped themselves by prayer giving God a way to come into them, to fill them up, and to saturate their entire being. And then we have some references here, but you know the first reference there is Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Of course, that verse, you know, uh, it says they all con they, they, these all continued steadfastly with one accord in prayer. And what you have is, of course, you know, at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, the Lord had charged them. Uh, to go into all the world and to disciple the nations and to baptize them into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And a similar charge in Luke to, to go and to proclaim repentance and to pro proclaim this throughout all the nations and, and same in, in Mark, to go and preach the gospel to all creation throughout the world. And even in John, in chapter 15, he says to go forth to bear fruit. So actually in all four of these gospels, the Lord charges, char charged us to go into all the world. And the Lord had told them, and this is recorded actually in the end of Luke and as well in, uh, in uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, just a few verses before 14. He told them, you have to stay in Jerusalem. And there you wait for the promise of the Father and you'll be clothed with power. And uh, so probably uh, we have the record that uh, in, uh, in verse uh, 14 that those disciples 
who previously in the, in the Gospels, uh, we don't have much record of the disciples praying. Uh, and we, and in, in, we have a record of a lot of their failures. They're being natural. They're competing. They're being ambitious. They're vying for, uh, you know, things like that. But here... In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, of course, this is after, we believe this is after, we know it's after, after the Lord breathed into them, and they had received the Holy Spirit. So they were essentially born of the Spirit, and they really are different people by this time. And so they come together, and they took the Lord's word, and they prayed, and they prayed for about 10 days. Uh, because Pentecost means 50, and the Lord had been with them for 40 days, teaching them so forth. So there was a 10-day period before Pentecost. And they were there praying in one accord. Steadfast. What were they praying about? Well, we have to believe they were praying primarily about these two matters. And that is, the Lord told them, stay in Jerusalem, and you will be clothed with power. You'll receive the promise of the Father, which is the power of the Spirit coming upon them economically for the work which he had charged them to do, and they must have also prayed about his charge. And his charge was that they would go into all the world, that they would baptize people into the triune God, that they would make disciples in every nation. So probably this was the essence of their prayer in those ten days. These disciples were different people than they were in the end of the act, end of uh, you know, Luke and, and some of those uh, gospel accounts where they were you know, vying for uh, honors and things like this. And they were praying. Well, the point is this, saints, that we know Pentecost came, of course, Acts chapter 2, they, they, we have the experience of Pentecost. Most Christians, I mean, everybody's excited about what happened on Pentecost, but Pentecost came, we must believe, as a result of and directly related to those disciples gathering together for 10 days to pray in one accord. God has his will, God has his desires, but he entrusts us to pray about these things. And he wants us to pray. This is the principle of incarnation. Okay, so A says this, in order to be one with the Lord in his work, we need to pray ourselves into God and pray God into us so that we are mingled with God. And we have a reference from Matthew 6, 6. Of course, that reference there is the Lord says, when you pray, go into your private closet, so forth. Uh, we need a lot of different kinds of prayer. You know, basically, one time Brother Lee said there are only two ways to enjoy the Lord. And in a sense, we can say there are only two ways to pray. And that is we pray by ourselves and we pray with others. It's like the only two ways to enjoy the Lord. You enjoy the Lord by yourself and you enjoy the Lord with others. We, we need both ways to pray. We pray by ourselves and we pray with others. Okay, now, in this point A it says, in order to be one with the Lord in his work, we need to pray ourselves into God and pray God into us so that we are mingled with God. I'd like to point out a verse that uh, was brought to us, I think, at Memorial Day Conference, as we were talking about John 15, and just say something very briefly about this, because John 15, verse 7, to me, is a very critical verse concerning this matter of our prayer and our being mingled with God to pray matters that cause the Lord to act on our prayers, okay? Let me read you John 15, 7, 
and just mention what was shared with us in Memorial Day Conference. Uh, the Lord says here, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Of course, the context here of John 15 is about bearing fruit. We're abiding in the Lord, so we bear fruit. And uh, the asking must be related to the Lord's desire to multiply, to propagate and to multiply. Okay, so he says, ask whatever you will. But our asking what we will, the point is that the more we're abiding in the Lord, the more we mingle with God, and the more his words are abiding in us, our willing or our desire is one with God's desire. Amen. And it, to me, it's quite enlightening that this verse, which says, ask whatever you will, is tr can be, and, and Brother Watchman Nee says, can rightly be translated into ask whatever you wish or ask whatever you desire. Or I think the New King James Version says, ask whatever your heart desires. Okay? So you think about this. Ask whatever you wish. Ask whatever you desire. Ask whatever your heart desires means, means that the feeling of God, the burden of God, the intention of God, and the will of God has been saturated into our will. So that our desire and our wish is one with the Lord. Amen. And this is the sense of, this, uh, of what this uh, first Roman uh, point A is all about. In order to be one with the Lord in his work, we need to pray ourselves into God and pray God into us so that we mingle with God, so that our feeling is the Lord's feeling. And similarly, in James chapter 5, you know, James chapter 5, verse 17, talks about Elijah. He prayed earnestly. And, and the footnote in the recovery version says, he prayed in prayer, which means he was praying in a prayer that God was praying. He was so one with God that his prayer was a prayer in God, and his prayer was a allowing God to pray out of him. So, saints, as we're talking about the Lord's move and the migration, and this is a great matter, it's a, it's a part of the Lord's recovery. Brother Benson mentioned, this is, this is a part of the Lord's recovery. We are children of Abraham. Amen. We're walking in the steps of Abraham. Amen. And the, this vine tree with its branches needs to spread all over this earth. We were fellowshipping yesterday. What would have happened if those brothers, what would, what would, think about this, what would not have happened if those brothers, Benson and some of those brothers early in the early days around here, didn't follow the Lord to migrate to Houston, Texas? Right? How many of us contacted the church in Houston directly, or almost all of us indirectly in this area? You know, I wouldn't be here. They moved to Houston. I was over there at LSU. Neil Wilson wouldn't be here. And, I mean, who else was talking yesterday? Clem, of course, so many of us. The Lord needs to spread. Amen. The Lord needs to propagate. Amen. This vine tree with its branches needs to fill the earth. Amen. Needs to fill the, this country. And, of course, Brother Benson's testimony going to Russia. What if he hadn't gone? What if those saints hadn't gone? Anyway, we need a prayer. We're not stirring up a movement. But we are wanting the north wind to blow. Amen. Are you open to the north wind to blow? Amen. Lord Jesus, Amen. blow on us out of the north. Amen. Okay, then B, 
To pray means to stop ourselves. Prayer is crucial. Saying sometimes we can do everything, but we cannot stop ourselves to pray. To pray, you know, Brother Lee, you know, Brother Lee never said anything good about rebellion except one thing. He said to, to pray is to rebel against yourself. The only good thing I heard her, ever heard him say about rebellion. We need to rebel against one entity and one person, and that is the self. And the way you rebel against yourself is you pray. Because to pray is to turn to your spirit. And your old man will do anything other than pray. Good things, bad things, religious things, uh, zealous to anything. But to pray is really to stop ourselves. So to pray means to stop ourselves from doing anything apart from the Lord so that he can do his work through us. The reference there is, again, from Matthew, it's 14, 22, and 23, and there, uh, just the Lord had fed the 5,000, but after he did this, he sent uh, the crowds away, and the disciples, he sent them on in a boat so that he could spend time alone to pray to the Father. And uh, saints, we need to pray in these two ways. There are two ways to pray. One by yourself and one with others. And we need to pray in both ways. We need to have vital companions we're praying with for the Lord's move. Not just for our needs, but for his move. And we need to pray by ourselves to enter into his feeling to be mingled with him. Uh, also, of course, talk about doing anything apart from the Lord. You know, speaking of John 15, you have verse 5, right? Without me, without me, you can do nothing. So we need to get into him. And to abide in him and we mingle with him in our prayer, then what happens is out from him and it amounts to something. Okay. Then C says to pray means that we realize we are nothing. You know what? What a marvelous definition of prayer. To pray means to realize we're nothing. Do you realize you're nothing? We need to realize we're nothing in the light of God. To pray means we realize we are nothing and we can do nothing. Right? Apart from him, we can do nothing. Prayer is the real denial of the self. And I just really love that verse here, the reference here. Uh, the first reference in Galatians 6.3 is a great, great reference. Paul says, if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Saints, we are all nothing. And to pray really is a declaration that we are nothing. We realize we can do nothing. We are nothing. We have to pray. We have to call upon the name of the Lord Amen. in every matter, in everything, moment by moment. We are nothing. We can do nothing. We can carry out nothing. We're able to, not able to bear anything. We're not able to do anything. Everything, every charge that we hear... We just say, Lord, I can't do it. I can't be it. But we pray to get mingled with God. Amen. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Yet in Philippians chapter 4, right, verse 13, that famous verse, Paul says, I am able to do all things in him Amen. who empowers me. So when we get ourselves into Christ, in fact, he living in us is able to do things that we certainly cannot do. But anyway, to pray means to realize we're nothing. Saints, if we don't pray, unfortunately, that means we probably think we are something. 
and that we can do something. Okay, then point D, and then I'll let Tim finish this outline. To pray by calling on the name of the Lord, again, is to deny ourselves and to declare, no longer I but Christ. Amen. Saints, we cannot talk about migrations, and, and, and uh, we're going to talk about them a lot, but we cannot talk about them without emphasizing and reemphasizing the fact that we have to pray to enter into the Lord's burden. For him to carry out these things, for that north wind to blow. I hope all of us are praying north that the north wind would blow on us, would blow in our church, would blow on us personally, and that we'd be mingled with God to pick up his feeling concerning all these matters that Brother Tim is going to share with us in the rest of this outline to help us see. You doing okay? A little bit of a long morning, but we all need to stretch. So, how's your spirit? Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. What was, what was Collie's last point? Calling on the Lord. How about we? Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, we'd like to continue um, in prayer, uh, about prayer. I, I was really touched by the testimony of uh, the brothers, uh, particularly Benson sharing about his moving 15 times, 15 different cities, 30 different dwellings. So I consider my experience. I came to the church in late uh, 78, early 78, so that's about 30 years. A little over 30 years. And um, you know how many cities I've lived in? One. <laughs> I have moved within that city. I've moved to, uh, I've moved about, let's see, I was uh, a student at UT, so I had a roommate, and I met the Lord's Recovery, hallelujah. So I moved out of that into the brother's house. Like Bud Philly, are you here? Bud and Judy and the kids? This is my, one of my spiritual fathers. Why don't you stand up, Bud and Judy? <laughs> Praise the Lord, Bud took care of me. He's a naughty student. And uh, then Fred took care of me and some other brothers. Uh, I really enjoyed those years. And so I moved into their, into corporate living with the Phillies, and I moved again. Another corporate living situation, that's my wife. <laughs> and we're still corporate living. Uh, and we uh, lived and we moved um, several places in Austin, and then up by the campus in 85. And then another move to uh, the Diller House, which is near the campus, too, when they were on sabbatical in England, and then back to the Hampton House. So maybe six or seven moves, but all in Austin. So, <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, Amen. blow, Lord. I did, go, I did get to go to Boston this last fall. I didn't move, but I, I spent a lot of time there. 
And that was enjoyable. I really enjoyed that. So uh, may the Lord uproot us. Uh, also, I just don't want any regrets. You know, that, that touched me. I, I don't want to... I don't want to go through that, so may the Lord have his way. Amen. Okay, we'd like to um, fellowship a little bit more prayer about prayer. We can talk about prayer, but actually the key thing about prayer is what? Doing it. So uh, it's good to fellowship about it because it helps refresh our consciousness of it. But, you know, we can talk about it and talk about it, and if it doesn't happen, then nothing really moves. That wheel, that great awesome wheel is just stuck there. Uh, one of my kids had a big truck. He uh, lifted it, and he put on 44-inch, or what was that? I don't know. It, those wheels were huge. And uh, it was a monster truck with four wheels. And then, uh, so, you know, that's great for teenagers. And so it was sitting out on the street for quite a while, and someone came and slashed all four. Those tires are about a, I don't know if they're a 1,000 each or 500 each or, I don't know. But once it was flat, there was no movement. <laughs> that truck was going all over the place, and then once the, the wheels got slashed, that was it. So we want wheels full of air. Amen. Full of pneuma. Amen. Full of the Spirit. Amen. You know, the Spirit moves. Amen. The Spirit moves. So we, we need uh, the Spirit. And uh, the Spirit comes, as we see in Acts, it came, like Colin was sharing, when there was a basis for it. And I like these points. These are great points. I hope you'll hide these in your heart uh, about prayer because it's being one, it's praying ourselves into God and God into us. Otherwise, who knows what prayer it is? It's stopping ourselves. See, it's that we are nothing and can do nothing. And D, that we call on the name of the Lord to deny ourselves. Hey, Reggie, come on, come up, Reggie. I'm staying with Reggie. Hospitality. And Reggie and I, we prayed some this morning. All right, Reggie? Yes. Let's pray some more. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Amen. We need you, Lord. Amen. You're our life. Yes. Amen. Oh, Lord, you're our life. Amen. Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord, we open to you. Amen. Lord, we're one with you. Amen. Lord Jesus. Amen. Good, thank you. Uh, this morning when we prayed, it wasn't so much just now, but he, he says Lord Jesus a lot in his prayers. He calls on the Lord. I noticed that. I've learned to pray a little bit from Reggie. When I, when I pray with him, I pray with him several times, although we live in different cities. And he calls on the Lord a lot in his prayers. Don't you, Reggie? Do you notice that in your prayer? Do you pray a little bit? Lord Jesus. You pray a little bit more and you're calling his name a little bit. It's so sweet to call on his name because that means that uh, we're touching him and we're denying ourselves. It's no longer I. So let's go on to uh, Roman numeral 2. Let's all read this together.
And so you can underline the word cooperate. The Lord needs some co-operators. He's operating, and he wants some co's, some co-operators. And the way we cooperate, the primary way, saints, we cooperate is through prayer. Uh, we all need uh, help in this area. All of us need to be stretched and to enter into more prayer. Uh, let's look at the first, there's, uh, the brothers that put this together have the first point A. Let's read that. We need Okay, and then let's read uh, the verse 114. Amen. So I'd like you to underline a few things. Prayer, there's really a basis here for prayer. Now, I think we all have some prayer life, but I'd like to point out, like Collie did, a few bases here that uh, brought in this prayer that uh, caused the church to be established. This was very historical time. And actually, when you look at the record and you see what happened during those 10 days, there's only this verse, and actually only the first 10 words of this verse, that give us much clue. There are some more verses, but they talk about uh, choosing, you know, replacing Judas. It's more practical. So we knew they took care of that business. One of the brothers, I think it might have been uh, Thaddeus, had lost his partner. There's only 11 now. One dropped out. And so they had to take care of this brother. He didn't have, you know, the Lord sent him out. He sent him out two by twos. So who was going to be Thaddeus' partner? There's the other 10. And where's your partner? What happened? He's gone. <laughs> so they had to take care of finding to complete the apostleship to get this brother partner so we had someone to pray with and go out with Amen. we had to take care of this before the spirit can come we need to take care of the situation with the group and with your partner so there was uh, some work some uh, ministry or uh, verses on that okay thank you but that's more on the practical side but the only hint we have aren't you interested what happened during those 10 days I've thought about this a lot for 10 days, and there's just not much record. And that's great, because what we do have means it's very critical. So these 10 words uh, are the first 10, and I'll just break it up. You can underline these all. And if you read the verse 13, that's talking about the 11 disciples who were staying in Jerusalem. And it says they were there dwelling. It says these all. So the first point about our prayer is you need some these. Yes, we need individual prayer, but that is only can go so far. God's move is in the body. Amen. It's from the body. It initiates from the body. It's for the body. It's for the building up of the body. So you need some these. I'm going to ask you, who are your these? What's your name, brother? James, you're a college student. As a college student, do you go to A&M? Because I see Nathan there. Nathan, are you still at AM? Okay. James, do you have some these? You do. Can specific names come to your mind? If I ask you, you could name them. Okay. I see Michael's in. Michael's in. Are there some these? And these were seeking the Lord. They were faithful. 
They were following the Lord, and they were together. You got some of these. All of you, are there some of these? Can you name at least one other that you are built up with? That's a fellow seeker, someone going on. So this prayer is based on, it came out of these. It came out of these. Secondly, you can underline, continued steadfastly. These aren't, it's not a mushroom growth. Like today, I went out, Reggie's, Reggie, in your front yard, you have some mushrooms growing. Did you see those little white ones? They popped up probably overnight, and they'll probably be mowed down tomorrow. And then he's got an oak tree, big oak tree. Okay, these brothers and sisters, they continued steadfastly. Not the mushroom. We're not here this weekend to stir up everything and get some, some big flash, and we're all going to migrate tomorrow. Some of you might, but uh, not all of us. But we're looking at something continuing steadfastly. And if it's going to happen, the prayer has to go on continually and steadfastly. Not the mushroom, but the oak tree in his front yard. So that's the second principle here. Thirdly, with one accord. These that you're with, is there one accord? The group the Lord's put you with, or if you don't have a group, you need to seek the Lord to get a group, and then there is a basis for this prayer, and it is with one accord. Let's all say that. With one accord. Okay, I don't play the instruments. I don't play music. When, when I was in the fifth or sixth grade and they asked us to sing, uh, or uh, they listened to me and they said, well, you go out on the field and play with the boys with the soccer ball and uh, the rest of us will take care of the music. So I don't have it, so I can't tell you anything about this guitar. But I do know that it's in one accord. See? These are members grouped and they're, they're together, right? They're in one accord. So with your group, with your group, is there harmony? Coordination, Brother Benson shared on, is being adjusted, being in tune, being attuned. And what are all these tuned to? I remember before they sent me out on the playground, they were talking about a middle C. I don't know what that, is that, a, is that what this tuned to, middle C? No. What is it tuned to? E. Okay, it's tuned to E. So it's all tuned to Christ. I like middle C, actually, because that's Christ. So I would tune it to C because that stands for Christ. It's all a tune. See? And if we have the one accord, then we'll get the prayer. The prayer comes to the members being one accord. And sometimes, do you hear all the notes there? Are those notes or strings? One, two, three, four, five, six. All of them. You hear all of them? And in our vital group, if we're just Is that what your vital group's like? <laughs> There's one dominant person. And the rest are all going, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Listen, the vital groups are critical. We've been trying to learn how to be vital grouped for many years, and we're not quite there. 
they adjust each other. See? And sometimes we may get out of tune. You're laughing because that's happened in your violent group, right? That's probably you. But the other members are in tune. So you know what the other members can do? Which way you turn it? The opposite way? Am I there yet? Huh? I can't even hear. I'm, I'm told that. Okay. The other members tune us. We need the other members. We need one accord. Saints, this is critical. If the Lord's going to have a move, there has to be saints with one accord. And if your violent group is I just twist all of them every which way. Ready for some music? Let's pray to God. How about it, brothers? Is that what it sounds like? No chord. Do you think there's any music to God? Music to man? Do you think there's anything going to come out? So the prayer, they, they continued with one accord in prayer. So you can underline with one accord. And you can underline, in prayer, Amen. together. You have to be together. With the women. You know, I, I don't have time to get into it today, but you could trace these women uh, through the references. These women were like a little vital group. They were there in Luke 8. And they're always hidden. I just love these sisters, because they're, they're not out there front, but they're, they're seekers. And actually, one of them was the one that got to see the Lord first after his resurrection. That's how seeking they were. And they're always there, and they were, ministering, they were ministering to the disciples and to the Lord out of their possessions. And it even says in Luke that they went city to city and village to village with these brothers. Did you know that? These women, and they're mentioned Joanna, Susanna, Mary the Magdalene, and others, they're just there. And then at the uh, crucifixion, they're mentioned they're standing, in the, they're standing at, at, afar. And then they go and they prepare spices, and they show up at the tomb, and then they also are there, the resurrection. Very seeking. I think they just had a little, you know, they were there together. I think so much the Lord did through these women. And then the brothers, his brothers were there. These are flesh brothers. And John, they weren't doing too well. They didn't even believe he was uh, Jesus, the Lord. But eventually they came around. They were part of the 120. So there are these groups and they were all together. So number five is we have to be with the body. If your little group is not attached with the body, then uh, not sure what we have here. It has to be joined together. So you got these five points. What's the first one? These all. You have to have some these. Then you have to continue steadfastly with these, not just this week. Not just next week, next month, but long term. And, and these will change. You know, it doesn't have to be the same people. Obviously, if you're going to migrate, it's going to be new people. But you have these. 
and you're continuing with these. And the main thing in the vinyl group is prayer. Amen. So let me ask this. Well, the third thing is what? One accord? And then in prayer. How about this question? With your vinyl group, what percent of that is prayer? Ask yourself. I'm vinyl related. Okay, you say I'm vinyl related to my wife. She's my vinyl group. Michael and Hannah, I see you there. We're vital partners. Okay, Michael, what percent is prayer? Well, like me, pretty low, huh? Or with the other brothers, you there, you coordinate, you know. So let me just, you know, there needs to be prayer together if the Lord's going to have a move. And then they were in prayer and then together. Okay, so after that happens, they were, uh, the Spirit was there. You keep reading in Acts 2, the Spirit was poured out, and they began speaking. Actually, the Lord gathered a number of people. There were people there from different nations, and they gathered, and they began speaking in that language of the people, right? And so then, uh, Peter stood up with the 11. So 11, 1, 2, 3, you stand up. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We have Matthias turn around. Okay, you are all the ones that just came in and you heard, you heard the gospel in your own tongue, your local tongue, and you're wondering, are these men, what's going on with these, these men that are speaking in this foreign language? And so as Peter stood up, it didn't say the other stood up with Peter. Do I have 11, Michael? Okay. Peter stood up with the 11. So what impression would you have if you're out there and he lifted up his voice and he started speaking? Men of Judea and those of Jerusalem, those, let me tell you what's going on here. These men are not drunk, as you suppose, because it's only the ninth hour of the day, or third hour, I can't remember. But that which is spoken through Joel is being fulfilled. Amen. The Spirit's been poured out on all flesh. Amen. And he goes on and on speaking. What impact do you think this group had? If it was just one person up there, maybe some impact. But when you have 12 standing as one, you see the one accord, even in the speaking, one accord. Amen. And as they spoke, guess what happened? 3,000. Okay, brothers, good. Peter stood with the 11. The one accords there. And then we move on to... Um, uh, well, let me just mention a uh, little experience. I, uh, I get with the group. Uh, I serve the Lord. Uh, I'm able to serve the Lord full-time at this point and I get with some other full-time serving ones, and we pray. In fact, just this week, Thursday, we do it regularly. And we, this Thursday, before I came up here, we had some very good prayer, and it was general about the Lord's move, about this week, it was about specific people. So we were coordinating. We were praying and coordinating together. And then that night, I got with some other elder brothers who I pray with regularly. And we had some more prayer and coordination. And I've so much appreciated the portion of all these different saints, whether it was in the morning with that group or in the evening with the other brothers. 
I just appreciated so much their portion as they prayed, as we fellowshiped. The, I think the outline, first outline mentioned the beautiful coordination in the church. It's beautiful. It's attractive. It's uh, drawing. And we appreciate all the portions of the saints when we are there in one accord and praying. Don't you long for this? This is what the Lord needs if he's going to get the outpouring of the Spirit that's going to uh, release the speaking and the moving of people, then we have to have this kind of base if we expect the Lord to have any move among us. So this was probably the, you know, this 10 days was so significant. And then we move on to B. Let's read B together. Okay, so this is in chapter 4, and let's read, uh, let me give you a little background right now. This is not uh, the, the 120 praying now, this is the, the church. It's, there's their praise and their prayer, and two brothers, John and Peter, had been going up to the temple to pray. They, say, they uh, healed a lame man in the temple, and everybody knew this lame man. He was over 40 years old and a beggar. And so he leaped up, praised the Lord, went to the temple, caused a big scene. Many people came to Solomon's portico, and the brothers started speaking, speaking. And then that got them in trouble with the temple guard and the Sadducees, and so then they got hauled in. The two had a third one, the lame man, so two became three, and they were hauled in and examined, and they said, whether it's, you want to believe us or God, we're going to keep speaking. We're going to keep speaking. And then they went back to their own people, the church people. And this was a verse here. So let's read the verses. When they went back to the church people, let's read 424. This is the church people. And when they And 31. Okay, so they besought, that's the prayer, and then they were filled with the Spirit, and then what happened? They began to speak. So during the training in the summer, we had this, this pattern. Remember three words, prayer? Prayer. And then what? Oops, I heard several things. Which is it? Spirit. And the Word. I think you mentioned the Spirit and. It was one, two, three. And the what? Word. So you see it in Acts chapter 1 and 2 there. They, they were... Prayer, you know, based on the, the things I, where I mentioned, the foundation, and the Spirit was poured out, and they began to speak the Word. Here again you see the church. So this is a pattern. We should pick up this pattern. If we want the Spirit to come, and we want the Word to go out, we have to have the foundation of prayer. Yeah, don't think there'll be much Word if there's not much Spirit. 
Don't think there'll be much spirit if there's not much prayer. And don't think there'll be much prayer unless it's these together, continuing with one accord in prayer and together. So this is a pattern we have to pick up. This is the, the early saints were filled and they spoke with all boldness. And they did it until actually they were sent out and the earth shook. How about some earthquakes in Texas? I know you have those in California. What if there was some shaking the earth in Texas? What, what would that be? That would be colossal. The prayer, the prayer of the saints was so much that the Lord could fill us and send us. Okay, let's go on to C. Uh, let's read that one. And then read the verse. And let me ask you who these we are. Who are these we? Tell me who these we are. Huh? Who, who is he we? Who is the we here? No one's told me yet. The we. In this, in this passage, who is, who is saying we? The apostles. The apostles. We will give ourselves to pray and minister the word. Continue steadfastly. And the setting is that there were some problems uh, with dispensing to some of the saints, the widows. And so this problem came to the brothers. And the brothers said, they said what? You go find seven men full of the spirit and the faith. And uh, you decide and then you let us know and we'll fellowship about that. So they said, you take care of that. We need to continue. That's why it says, but, right? But we will continue steadfastly in prayer and in the ministry of the Word. So yes, we need to take care of practical matters, and we need to raise people up to take care of practical matters. And those have to be done. Even to have this meeting this morning, so many practical things to take care of. To have uh, the gathering of the saints, practical matters. Those have to be taken care of. But what's primary here? The practical matters? No. What is? The prayer. What if we, we gather together in a home and it's 90% take care of the practical matters and 10% prayer for that time or new ones? We got it backwards. We had to take care of prayer and that's the hard part because it's stopping ourselves, denying ourselves. No one likes to be stopped and denied. So we have to get the right balance here. It's prayer and the ministry of the word. Okay, then in D, uh, let's read D together. Yeah, so here, um, let's read uh, verse 10 2. This is about a brother named Cornelius who was uh, an Italian cohort living in Caesarea, just up the coast from Joppa. And so let's read about him, 10 2. Go. Okay, so here you have the house of Cornelius. What a house. He's devout. He fears the Lord. 
with his whole household. He's given many alms to the people and beseeching God sometimes. How often did he beseech him? Continually. And actually his alms, it says a few verses later, his alms and his prayers had ascended and become a memorial. This was a seeker. And he lived in a household. He lived in a household with some others. And they were praying. And so he had a vision. And it was about having Peter come. So then Peter uh, is in Joppa. And he goes, it's lunchtime, so he goes up to the roof and starts to pray. And he becomes uh, hungry. And as they were preparing the food, the Lord gave him a vision. Remember the vision? What was the vision? The vision was a, a certain vessel, like a great sheet, was lowered with four corners. And it came to the earth, and he looked in it. And what did he see? He said, all the reptile, all the four-footed animals, and the reptiles of the earth, and the birds of heaven were in that sheet. And the Lord said, rise up, slay, and eat. And Peter said, no, Lord. I've never eaten anything common or unclean. No, Lord. And the Lord said to him again, Peter, what I've cleansed and made clean, what I've made clean, do not make common. No. And the third time. And then the, the sheet was taken up into heaven. And Peter was perplexed. It says here he was praying. He was praying. Uh, they went to the housetop and prayed on the sixth hour. So he was perplexed. And what was going on behind the scenes was this, these seekers praying. And they were coming to Caesarea. And at, at the time when Peter was utterly, utterly perplexed and didn't understand what was going on, his name was called out, Peter. They were, at the, they were at the gate of Simon's house. Peter, are you in there? And he had no clue what was going on. And then when these men came, they explained to him what had happened. So the point here, saints, we need to pray. Even it, it says he was prayed in a trance, right? And brought a heavenly vision to him. A heavenly vision. And what was the heavenly vision about? The Gentiles, the body. Our vision, if the Lord takes us into a trance, which means it's a state which you sense like you leave yourself and then you, you sense you come back to yourself, what would that be for? A vision of what? The body. That's the proper prayer and trance that the, the Lord would give us, a vision of the body. Amen. But Peter was going, no, Lord. And a lot of times we're like that. No, I don't understand. And it takes some members of the body then to come and explain to us what it is the Lord is trying to show us. So the point here is, yes, there's individual prayer like he was praying. This wasn't the 12. This wasn't the church. This wasn't uh, two of them. But there were others praying and there was a vision of the body. And it took the body to reveal that, what that meant. So I believe there are people in cities that we're not there, and they're praying. I believe there's seekers in cities 
Now, we're in about 250 cities in the United States. There's many more cities. America has so many cities. Don't you believe they're seekers and they're praying? They're praying. And they're waiting. They're wondering. Is there more? Is there, what about the body? So if our prayer is going on, if our vital group is praying and asking the Lord, what about me? What about this city? I believe there's going to be corresponding prayer elsewhere, and the two together, the Lord will have a move. Very sweet. Okay, then if you go on to uh, E. Let's read this together. And the verse. Amen. A considerable number together praying. So, how did the door get open? I think you're all familiar with this. This is again the church praying. One of the brothers is in prison. Persecution was rising up. And what was going on? Prayer, a considerable number were there assembled together and they were praying. The Lord moved this way. The Lord released this brother, opened the prison door by the prayer of the church. Okay, then F, let's read F. Good. Okay, this is, uh, we're going to touch this in a minute. This is another big section and it's on Roman numeral 3, so let's just. Uh, go to G now. Let's read G. Okay, then the verses. Okay, great. This is almost like an impossible situation. I mean, it's just like, come on, brother. One of you brothers, come up. It's just impossible. Okay, if you don't have, would you come up, somebody? Yeah. So, yeah, I got this. This is fine. I just need one. It's falling off, yeah. So, uh, almost impossible situation. They're there. This is second ministry journey, and they're there, and they're serving the Lord, and they end up in prison at midnight, midnight. And they've been uh, worked over. I think they've been uh, beaten. And they're in stocks. And they're, it's midnight. So your body's tired. I'm sure they didn't eat much. I'm sure, you know, stocks, when you can't move too well, your muscles start to fatigue and ache. And there could have been a lot of complaining. Mm. Brother Paul, why did I follow you on this journey? Brother, why did I follow you on this? No, I followed you, brother. No, no, no. no. The Lord told us not to come. It wasn't this place, brother. You misinterpreted the vision. No, but I was. But I'm mad at you. Look at the mess we're in. Shut up! I don't want to hear it anymore. It was the Lord. He told you. No. Is that? I mean, a tough situation. Now we're we're talking about just. Moving your family to another city, uh, you'll have a house, you'll have food. The Lord's going to meet all your needs. These brothers, Paul, 
He didn't have a home. Remember we talked about, I love that verse. That was uh, Corinthians. Yeah, I remember this verse. I looked it up. I never caught that phrase. It was 2 Corinthians, or what was it? 1 Corinthians 4, 7. Wanderer. And wandered into this prison. Serving the Lord. But when you go, I don't think you're going to be in stocks. Uh, I think you'll probably eat fine. Um, the Lord take care of you, right? And the Lord took care of them. They were singing. While they were singing, what, what does it say? While they were praying. While they are praying, Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. Amen. Lord, you're taking good care of us. Amen. You're a faithful God. Amen. Lord, you're faithful. Thanks for taking care of us. Amen. Oh, it's not his brother's fault. Amen. You brought us here. Amen. Oh, it was just you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, they were while, maybe this is called pray singing. You know, we have pray reading. Maybe it says while they were singing, they were, what is it? While they were, while praying, they sang hymns. So maybe there needs to be more pray singing. Lord Jesus, enjoying. So the situation, I don't think your situation is going to get that desperate. But even if it does, the Lord's there. And out of that came more multiplication. Another household. We already had Lydia's household, now we got the jailer's household. Praise the Lord for the circumstances. Sovereign God. Okay, then H. Okay, here's another prayer, and he was uh, just had been converted, been to Damascus. The uh, disciples took care of him, let him down in a basket. So they wouldn't take his life. Then he was in Jerusalem, speaking boldly, speaking boldly. And again, persecution raised up. And here the Lord told him, you need to get out. You need to go. He said, no, no, no. The, 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 uh, he he kind of gave the Lord a hard time. And the Lord finally said, no, you're going to go. You read the verse, we don't have time. And the brothers who were taking care of him realized, you know, we need to get our brother out of here. So they took him to... Um, uh, Caesarea, and then to Tarsus, I believe. So there's a coordination. And again, the trance was for the sake of the body. It was for the usefulness of this brother that his life would not be taken and that he'd be going to the Gentiles. So here you have the Lord's vision again of the body, the spreading of the body, and then that... that uh, uh, he continued to travel after that. So then let's go on to Roman numeral 3, which is uh, uh, some verses from Acts 13. Let's read that together. Ready? Go. Now there were in Antioch, in the local church, prophets and teachers. And as they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me now Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have Sent them away. They then, having been sent out by the Holy Spirit, 
This is our continuation here, saints. These were five faithful and seeking believers. Uh, Paul and Saul and Barnabas had been there just about a year in Antioch, and they were fellowshipping, they were coordinating with these other three brothers. And it says, while they were ministering, and as they were ministering to the Lord, as they were ministering to the Lord. So it's not like they just ministered once, but this was an ongoing ministry to the Lord. As they were ministering, I think this was day by day, week by week, ministering to the Lord and fasting because they were desperate. You know, if there's no desperateness among us, you know, there's no, no, uh, no desire to eat when you're desperate. I know some of these students have fasted when you have a big exam, a paper's due at 9 o'clock at night, you skip your dinner. Why? Because you're desperate to get that thing done. Saints, if the, if the north wind doesn't blow in, if we don't let the Lord blow and cause there to be some unrest and unsatisfaction, dissatisfaction with our spiritual condition, with uh, the, our fruit, our uh, passivity, then uh, there's not going to be any spreading. The Lord has to blow. And here, they were fasting. They were ministering to the Lord, and they were fasting. And while they were doing this, the Holy Spirit said, what? Set apart for me now. We've been ministering to the Lord, ministering to the Lord, fasting. Then the Spirit came in and said, set apart for me. Set apart for me. Okay, here, uh, you come, you come, you come again, me and Joe, why don't you come? I can pick on Joe. He's... Okay, so these five brothers, and we need one more. How about you, brother? You come back. You come. Yeah. James. Okay, these five, as they were ministering to the Lord, so you're the Lord, okay? <laughs> And we're ministering to the Lord. You better read the footnote if you don't know what it means. What does the footnote say for ministering to the Lord? It's such a good note. Do you want to know what ministering to the Lord is? Somebody read that note real quick. You got it? It says, not conferring with men and organizing. Period. Oh, so good. Thank you. Do we know what ministering the Lord is? We know it's not conferring with men. Let's just talk about it. Let's organize it. Let's get it going. It's not that. And then the rest of the note, there's no more note. <laughs> and that's the Spirit's wisdom. Because as soon as you try to put it in a box you quit seeking that person and you start on some program. They were ministering to the Lord. Let's minister to the Lord. Here, you're the Lord. Let's minister to the Lord. Let's surround the Lord. The five. One, two, three, four, five. As they were ministering to the Lord. Let's minister to the Lord. What do you think ministering to the Lord is, anyway? Let's minister to the Lord, brothers. Lord Jesus. Amen. I love you, Lord. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord, you're lovely. Oh, you're beautiful, Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus. 
Come on, you minister some too. Lord, you're everything to us. Amen. Lord, we love you. Amen. So rich. Amen. So sweet. Amen. 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 Lord, just looking at you. Amen. We're waiting on you, Lord. Amen. Even we're desperate. Let's get on our knees. We're desperate, brothers. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Amen. What are you doing, Lord? Amen. We're just one. Amen. Amen. We love you, Lord. Amen. We don't know what to do right now. We don't know what to do, Lord. Lord, you need to tell us what to do. Amen. We don't want anything of ourselves. Amen. Oh, we just live by your life. Amen. Lord, speak to us. Amen. Lord, move in us. Amen. Speak? He's going to speak. <laughs> speak, Lord. Set, oh. a, set, set, set a part for me now. <laughs> okay, so eventually they were ministering. Right. Ministering, and then there was a speaking. I don't believe it was an audible voice out of heaven. I think within their spirit, simultaneously, these were very well-coordinated living creatures, Amen. touching their wings, right. right, with the Lord in the center. And I think within all of them, there was this feeling growing. The Spirit was speaking, Amen. and the Spirit spoke. It says, the Holy Spirit said, it said, set apart for me. It's me. It's for me. Set apart for me. <laughs> now. Do it now. Amen. Barnabas. And Saul, for the work to which I, I have called him, it's me. You're ministering to me. You're tending to me. You're waiting on me. You want to know what my desires are. You know what my feeling is. I have a lot of feeling for my body. You're my body. I have a lot of feeling about my body. The upper part is electrum. That's the senses are in the upper part of your body. The lower part is for movement. The upper part is full of feeling. All the senses are here. I'm full of feeling. I'm full of sensation. I'm full of desire. I'm full of burden. As you're ministering to me, you're picking up my senses, my feeling. You're looking at my eyes. You know my intention. You know me. You're my body. You're organically, you're, you're organically united to me. This is actually an arm. This is actually a leg. This is actually a hand. You're part of me. And the body is ministering to the head. They're holding the head. When Paul says holding the head, that wasn't theory to him, saints. When he says holding the head, out from whom all the body, that was Paul's experience. Right here. Holding him. These brothers were holding the head. And out from him came his movement, his feeling. He has a lot, the Lord has a lot of feeling. We're the dull ones. He's full of sensation. That's what the electrum. He's full of compassion. A lamb dying, coming to be like us. Full of feeling about man. We don't have much feeling about man. But he is full of feeling about man. So much he became a man. He set aside everything. 
Because He has so much feeling about man. And if we minister to Him, you know what's going to happen to us? That feeling from the head is going to be suffused, I learned a new word, transfused into the members of the body. Okay, I've got these kind of separated, but pretend like these five are actually Him. Okay, you just step out. These five are Paul, Saul, Barnabas, and the others. Okay, full of feeling, moving. The head wants to move. You want to do something. Okay, if the, yeah, okay, if the body, look, the joints. Okay, the joints, the rich supply that Paul talks about are for movement. Here, freeze all your joints. Now, now the head wants to do something. Oh, you move some joints. You can't laugh. Oh, that took 17 muscles to smile. That's a muscle group. That's a vital group right there. Coordinating. And when he frowns, that's another 57 vital group. Now, I want you to move, James, but don't move a joint. I want you to come to me. Impossible. How can the head move? The head wants to drink a water. The head wants to go somewhere. Full of feeling, full of need. But the joints of rich supply are not joining the members together. The members are not operating. You know, the joints connect members for movement. The Lord is moving, saints. He wants to move. The head is full of feeling. Amen. He can't move without the body. Amen. The body cannot increase. The body builds itself up Amen. through the transfusion, the feeling of the head into the members. If the members are attached and ministering and coordinating and know the sense of the head and the head wants to move somewhere, then, head, you want to come over here. The members bring the head because it's the corporate Christ. The, the Christ moves. Amen. You see the picture? Ministering. A lot of times when we go to the Lord, it's just one way. I need this. I want that. I've got my agenda. It's, it's really self, it's eye-centered. These saints were ministering to the Lord. What is your need? Don't you think the head who, who's the life of the body has, he, he knows, saints. Just consider my body right now. The control center knows it's, it's coordinating all these parts spontaneously without effort. And they're all happy and they're all moving and they're all functioning and they're all needed and they're all attached. There's muscle, there's vital groups. These are five members of the vital group functioning. The head needs, the head knows the body needs water. So the vital group functions in coordination together under the head to give the body water. What if the vital group said, or one of the, the members rebels, no, I'm not going to be part of that vital group. I'm going to be the, the twang here. I don't need you. I don't need you. I can get my own water. <laughs> What's going to happen eventually to this finger? What's going to happen eventually to this finger? Die. Not in coordination, not following the head. But when it's in coordination, by the way, of all your fingers, who's Mr. Coordination? Thumb. He can coordinate with that one, that one, that one, that one. They coordinate. The body, the head knows. 
the body needs water. So, in coronation, the body, the hand serving saints, it's not self-serving. It's serving the body. It's serving under the head's uh, flowing and intention. So, that tastes good. <laughs> thank you, hand. And I would say, thank you, head. Thank you, brother, brother A, B, C, D. Thank you, brothers. We, we're now supplied. So the head said, set apart for me. These two, to the work which I have called them. I called them. Saints, you've all been called. All You wouldn't be in this room if you hadn't been called. The Lord has called you. He called you out of Ur of Chaldees or out of some, all of us were somewhere and he got us to this precious place. These brothers had been called out. They were functioning in the church of Antioch. Prophes they were prophets. They were teachers. They were building up the body. And there's a further calling. We need to be in our grouping, going to the Lord. What if he wanted to call you further? Would you be open? Would you even know it? Without your vital group, without holding the head, how can we know? We need the members holding the head together. And then he said, set apart for me, these two, and then what happened? Look, what happened then? Did they just sail off? Huh? There was more. Fasting, okay, you're still here? Come on, brothers, we're fasting, we're praying, we don't want to miss the Lord. We're still praying about this. We're still fasting about this. We're still seeking the head. And then it says what? They, you three, laid their hands on us. They fasted. They prayed. And you three, lay your hands on us. Oh, I'll be Saul and Barnabas. Yeah. So you laid your hands on us. Okay, what does this mean? This means that these two are going out in the body. Amen. You see two go out, but there are five, and actually five are attached to the whole group of the church. There are ones there. The body is going out in these members. Just like my hand picked up the cup, my hand's doing it for my body. So they, had, they were doing it in the body. So when you go out, the Lord sends you out. Guess who's going to be, maybe some would stay behind, and they're going to be praying and identified, you're identified with these, and so there's a supply. So we go out with the support of the body, knowing the Lord has called us and sent us and called us out, and the body has, has sent it, and it says the Spirit sent them out. It's one and the same. It's the same. And so we go out, and then we go through the island of, Pat, of Cyprus, his home country, Barnabas. And we go through the whole country, and one person gets saved. They had opposition. What would you think? It wasn't 25,000 in, in Russia. These are, the, these are the brothers, and they go to the island. And one person, I'd say, I don't know, pretty slim pickings. And actually, they had John Mark along with them. Come here, John Mark. Quick, 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 I'm out of time. John Mark's along with them. And they go through... Uh, they go through the whole island of Cyprus at the very end. 
one person, intelligent man. Then they go to Perga. They, they cross the water there. And then what happens? John Mark develops a little problem. He drops out. <laughs> then I really consider, do we really have the head feeling? One person's got saved, and we lost one. We're, we're still at zero. <laughs> we gained one, but we lost our vital partner. Must not have the right leading here. No. They had the leading because they were in fellowship. They had the head's anointing, and they did not stop, and eventually the Lord plowed the way through, and many got saved. Many churches were raised up, and the Lord got much more expression. So even you, if you're in this kind of arrangement and you have the head's leading, it doesn't matter what's ahead of you because it's the Lord's grace and supply. You believe? Lord Jesus, raise up the vital groups. You see it, saints? We're not going alone. We're not doing this by ourselves. We need all the body. Raise your hand if you're a member of the body. Okay, we need all the body in this kind of arrangement, with others, seeking, holding the head, and let the head send us out. And we go out without fear. We go out even there's complications, there's problems. doesn't matter because it's the head. It's him. We are him. It's Christ. So what happens? It doesn't matter what happens. It's Christ. It really doesn't matter what happens. It's him. You have him. You have him. Hard time. Easy time. What, what does it matter? You're part of him. I'm just this arm right here. I'm happy. I'm, in, I'm abiding in him. Put me in prison. I'll, I'll, I'll praise him. Doesn't matter, saints. We have him. It's him. Okay. I think we went a little over. Sorry for your patience. I mean, thank you for your patience. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, thanks, brothers. Um, there's some more critical points. Uh, it, this is part of the footnote. Uh, maybe for the sake of time, you just read through it. Uh, it's a great move. Uh, well, I'll just read. This was a great step taken by the Lord for the spread. Saints, the Lord wants to take some steps. The Lord wants to take some steps. He needs a body. He needs feet to move. Okay, how did he take a step? Okay, now here it is again. I'm the corporate Christ. The Lord took a step. How did I, how did I take a step? My members moved. It's me. A great step taken for the spread of the gospel. Full of feeling about man. Full of burn for his kingdom. May we saints come to him in prayer. That's what this sharing is about. It's prayer. Without the prayer, there can be no release. Without the ministering to the Lord, fasting, and praying, the head's intentions cannot be transmitted, and we cannot uh, even sustain. But with him, it's possible. You agree? You agree? With this. How about we stretch ourselves? Maybe we have this much capacity to pray. How about we stretch in the next weeks and months? More going to the Lord. And like the first four points, denying ourselves, stopping. It's so hard. I want to do it, do it, do it. Just stop. Pray. Seek the head. 
and see what he wants to do. I think he's full of feeling. 